Hey you guys. I'm Dana. And I'm Thomas and this is the DMT Podcast. Uh, so we didn't have one last week uh, because we were, well, we were in, we we're actually driving back to Mississippi, or to Louisiana now, but we're in, we were in Mississippi and uh, we were visiting family. Uh, we had a graduation and like had to give like 87 people birthday presents. Yeah, we have the birthdays we have in May are my mom, my baby sister, his dad, his sister, his nephew. Yeah, that's it, I think. And then we had, then Mother's Day, we had to give everybody Mother's Day gifts and cards. Yeah, yeah, because... Because we weren't here for Mother's Day, and my sister graduated high school. Yeah. I'll tell them the... The, the Mother's Day card story. Oh, oh my gosh. So, I went out and got Mother's Day cards like the good daughter that I am and uh, I had like, I was sending out like four of them. One to my mom, my grandma, my aunt and his mom. And uh, so I took them to the post office because I don't keep stamps. And uh, a couple days later, Thomas came in from getting the mail. And he was like, uh, Dan, I think you messed up. <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, the names on the cards are in the wrong places. I was like, what? And so I mailed them to my fucking self because I put my address in the wrong fucking spot. <laughs> yeah. So I had to just, instead of mailing them again, I just brought them with me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it took me a fucking minute. Like, millennial problems when you don't know how to send fucking mail. It took me a minute, because I was like, oh, like, her mom and aunt sent something. I was like, oh, and her grandma. I was like, and my mom, wait a minute. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. And, uh, something else happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, incidentally, <laughs> we got engaged. Thomas proposed to me yeah. at my sister's graduation party. Yeah, we uh, we've been together for seven and a half years. Yep. Now, and I'm just now getting around <laughs> to proposing. But yep. uh, what else? That's about it, I guess. Yeah, well, like, he blindsided me with the, like, the other day, because, like, we we are, like, we're together, like, 24-7, we rarely, like, don't do stuff with each other, like, yeah. so he was, like, coming home from work, and he was stopping by a store or whatever, and I was like, okay, like, stop by the store, like, whatever, and then he was like, well, you, you want anything? I was like, bring me a Sprite, and so he came home, and he just had, you know, uh, Sprite, and he also brought me some flowers, being really sweet. I was like, thank you. But then I, I noticed that he had to go to the store, but yet there was nothing, like, else with him. So I was like, what, where were you going? Like, what else were you getting? Like, all you brought back was my Sprite and some flowers. Did you just go out for flowers? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to go out for flowers. Well, I just got off work, but yeah. Yeah. And then, so it threw me off, and I wasn't suspicious of the whole 
engagement plan. Yeah. But, uh, since we were in Mississippi again, we were doing stuff for all time's sake. Like, I went to the flea market. Oh, yeah, we got like, some chicken from the gas station. Yeah, like, I went to the flea market and bought, like, a just fuck ton of, like, comic books and, like, old PC games for, all like, for $15. $15. Yeah. I was so happy. Yeah, we had a like the gas station that was like right by a little, our bit, house. little bit down the road our from our house. house. Our old house was like had like it, I mean it's shitty chicken, but it's also like really good chicken. It's good. I mean it's bad. It's very bad for your health, but, but it's delicious. So we had we we went ahead and got that. And I figured we might as well do like an old style of. Podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, Dana found like uh, an article about creepy swamps. No. No. Creepy legends from the swamps of Louisiana. Uh, so it's just like creepy legends in Louisiana. I figured since we. And like we want to do this, Louisiana, and we so might that. we might be able to like visit some of these places eventually, and then talk about That'd it. Be- Interesting. Because we live in Louisiana now. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them what games that you got from the flea market. Oh, shit, man. I don't even... I know you got Agatha Christie. Yeah, I got a, uh, Agatha... 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 <laughs> Agatha Christie. Holy shit, I had seizures. Um... Stroke. Uh, <laughs> Agatha Christie and, uh, What the fuck is it called? Agatha... <laughs> the fucking A word. Agatha. Yeah. And, uh, and there was none, I think it was called. Uh, I got, uh, I think they're the first three Sherlock games of like the like Frogware. But it's uh, Secret of the Silver Earring, The Awakening, and something else, but I got them, and I got some, like, other, like, mystery games. Like, what sparked that was we were in Walmart the other day, and they had Grand Theft Auto Five and Zoo Tycoon. Zoo Tycoon on sale. Yeah, like, Zoo Tycoon was, like, $3. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the PC stuff, and then the Grand Theft Auto... It's like eight? Five was eight, yeah. But uh, hopefully, I we we got a uh, we like bought a USB uh, disk drive, yeah, for our shitty laptop. Yeah. But hopefully, I'll be able to figure out a way to like play and record those. They probably won't be streamed. No, we'll probably have to like just do like recorded videos. But uh, that'll be fun to play. I think. Yeah, I've talked about, like, Zoo, I've played Zoo Tycoon before. I think we got a different one than what I played when I was younger. Yeah, she, she was really excited for Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really played those outside of, like, like mobile games, sort of, like that. Yeah. I know that I need uh, to, like, record me playing Spyro, because, like, I haven't played it in a while. Like, that yeah, inspired cool. me to play it again. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into the, the creepy legends. Okay. Creepy legend from the swamp of Louisiana. <laughs> no, that ain't really. I'm trying to do a Cajun accent. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but. Um. Oh, I forgot to tell. Oh, sorry. I got a notification. I forgot to tell them I wasn't going to make that chiropractor appointment. Uh, sorry. I felt bad that I didn't call them until. Well, we would eat it, I think. They'll get over it. <laughs> um. New Orleans may be famous for stories about ghosts and vampires, but the surrounding swamps hold some pretty creepy legends, too. Thanks to cypress tree trees dripping with Spanish moss, dense forests that only allow a little light in, and folk tales from Cajun and Creole legends, the spooky creatures and ghosts of the bayou, the bayou could frighten almost anybody. Taking up an area along the Gulf Coast that runs through the southern parts of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida Everglades, Bayou Country encompasses a wide swath of America. With the notoriously spooky New Orleans almost the epicenter, almost in the epicenter, it's no wonder so many creepy Louisiana Bayou legends exist. I just want to take a moment because, like, I remember that I read an R.L. Stein book that was about a Louisiana swamp monster, and it was really good. It was like, it was almost like that damn M. Night Shyamalan movie because it was these two kids. It was a brother and a sister, and they went to visit their grandparents. Oh, you're talking about the visit, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, but in this, like, their grandparents weren't there, and they just so, but their grandparents lived in this, like, old Louisiana mansion right on the swamp. And they, they're, like, trying to figure out, like, where the fuck their grandparents are. And then, like, this, like, they just go to bed because they don't know what to do. Because I guess they were dropped off is the thing. And, like, this fucking swamp monster comes in at night and then they have to fight it. And I don't, I don't remember how it ended, but it was really fucking good. I remember that. I gotta get you to watch uh, Hatchet, I think it's called. It's like a... <laughs> I guess it's a B movie, but it's like super. I don't know. I don't know if you'd like it. It's like a. It's it like takes place in like a Louisiana swamp, uh -huh. but it's like a like a gore horror movie type thing. Mm. There's like three of those motherfuckers, and they are all the like best and worst. I mean, like like I said, they're like B movies, but like I, I like trashy ass like. I do, and I don't, I don't know. Some type. I can, sometimes I can watch it. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like kind of like an 80s type of like horror. Like a yeah. Friday the 13th or something. like. Or a, what was that one like uh, that they remade that I got so scared when we went to the theater to see it? Uh, and there was an 80s version of it. Uh... Oh, what, Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Yeah. But also, like, this makes me think of, there was a book that I read when I was little called, um, it was a Lizzie McGuire book, and it was uh, called Orchids and Gumbo, and it was about, like, the book was, like, it was a Lizzie McGuire book, so the book was about, like, her having to read this book over the summer for her book report. Uh, but, like, it was the book. It was the, like, abridged version of that book. But then, like, in the margins, she had, like, wrote her thoughts and opinions about it and, like, little stuff about her life in uh, there. And, you know, the little animation yeah. character of her. 
it would be in there. Like, so, like it would, like a character would say something, and she'd be like, "Oh, like that sounds like something Gordo would say or something." Yeah. It was really cool, and it was a good story. But I know it was like all it was based in Louisiana. So, anyway, you may be familiar with New Orleans' twisted Madame Lalaurie. Is that how you say it, Lalaurie? I know Marie Laveau. Uh, but the bayou has its own share of horrifying secrets. If you know about creepy stories from the Everglades, you've probably heard of skunk apes. I feel like I have heard that term. Skunk before. apes. Skunk apes. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Louisiana, I think it's supposed to be kind of like a Bigfoot, but like a small Bigfoot. Louisiana bayous have those hairy beasts too, as well as other cryptids and the spirits of unbaptized kids floating around. <laughs> Maybe that's like, I was going to say that's a Catholic thing, but no, Catholics don't do the baptism stuff, do they? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they do, because they, they have yeah. a christening and a yeah. baptismal. Yeah. That's something about Louisiana. It's A lot of it's, the religion there is Catholic. Yeah, it's very different from where we're from, because yeah. it's pretty much all Baptists. Baptist. And like Catholics are sort of like... The devil. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if somebody's Catholic, some people usually just whisper, like, they're Catholic. Yeah, and like, they're just Catholic, like, <laughs> don't talk to them, they're weird. Yes. Yeah, There's like, maybe well, a like, Catholic church. Yeah, like, like it's pretty, like, equal, I guess, with like Baptist and like, Pentecostal, but... It's like Baptist, Pentecostal, Church of God, those are kind of, like, Church of God and Pentecostal are kind of similar. It's it's a whole, like, they have to, like, draw <laughs> you a map and write you a diagram to explain the difference between each one. But, it's all the different denominations of churches. Yeah. If you're one of them Yankees up there, you probably don't know what the fuck we're talking about, because that's just, like, I mean, I'm something sure down here in the South. I mean, I'm sure it's all over the place. I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. There are even some werewolves allegedly running amok. People from Louisiana may warn visitors about alligators or getting lost in the murky remote areas, but those dangers are relatively tame compared to the creepy stories from the state swamps. There is, like, there was a, a... public service announcement on the radio the other day like don't get close to the alligators it's mating season like remain 50 feet away from all the alligators you see yeah. I'm like well shit <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that anyway but okay it's like if I'm within 50 feet of an alligator I'm, I don't want to be there anyway like but. the one of my clients was like talking about oh yeah my uh, father-in-law's got an alligator in his backyard and ate his dog or something. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was like, what do you do if an alligator comes to your backyard? And she's like, well, you just go out there and shoot it and then you have alligator meat. Like, yeah. damn. Anyway. Um, number one. Many consider Bayou Sale Road to be the most haunted street in the state. Bayou Sale Road runs from Dulac to and passes through a wide area of swamp. In addition to scary twists and turns in the road, stories claim many ghosts and even Rougarou I'm going to have to ask somebody what the fuck a Rougarou is reveal themselves to those passing through. 
wrecks on the dangerous road may account for the abundance of ghosts in the area. One of the most famous stories come out, to come out of Bayou Sale Road is about a hitchhiker who refuses to leave the car that gives him a ride until the owners give him treasure or their souls. Or your soul. <laughs> Other witnesses have claimed the hitchhiker had a transparent appearance or disappeared before he got into the car. Drivers passing through have also witnessed a ghostly woman holding out her hand seen faces of spirits and felt an engulfing presence that makes their skin crawl. Sometimes I wonder if people like they're like, Oh, I saw a ghost on the side of the street. Like, are you sure it wasn't a crackhead? Like <laughs> They look pretty fucking scared. I mean, I guess. But like, would you see one just out like in the middle of fucking nowhere? You I mean it's possible. Uh, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, if they're living out in the woods or something. Uh, yeah. If they got dropped off and, like, somebody abandoned them on the yeah, side of the road maybe, or something. Yeah. But anyway, I wonder that sometimes. Um, voodoo, this, this is number two. Voodoo priestess Julia Brown wrought havoc with a hurricane. Less than an hour northwest of New Orleans lies the Manchac Wetlands, known for eerie stories about its residents. The most legendary one of these is the local ghost of Julia Brown, sometimes called Julia Black or Julia White. So she's black, brown, or white. Like, we don't know. Records indicate a woman named Julia Brown did live in the area after moving from New Orleans, but her legend may have been an embellished story by the addition of stories about her work as an alleged voodoo priestess. Since she lived in a small, remote town, Brown most likely used her voodoo knowledge to provide medical and midwife services to the residents, and stories claim she had experience with curses and all kinds of charms. Townsfolk noted Brown often sat on her porch and sang, sometimes singing the line, one day I'm gonna die and take the whole town with me. <laughs> on the day she passed in 1915, a powerful hurricane struck Louisiana that swept away around 300 people and wiped out several towns. Legends attribute this storm to a curse for Brown's song and claim that she now haunts the swamp where she met her end. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, dude, looks like a big major fucking coincidence. Yeah, like, I, mean, I just, I'm gonna, when I die, I'm gonna take the whole town with me, hon. Let me tell you. That was a little bit better, Cajun accent. I guess. <laughs> Okay, number three. The vengeful Fipolet guard buried pirate treasure. According to legends, pirates often use the dark, murky swamps of Louisiana to safely bury their treasure. Oh shit. <laughs> Where no one would find it. Famed pirate Jean Lafitte used this method of saving his booty. <laughs> but stories add he also slew one of his men and buried the body with the treasure. This ensured the man's soul bound itself to the area and the hole's valuable contents. Stories claim such a spirit turns to a floating light called a fifalet, 
makes certainly a spooky sight in the middle of a dark swamp. Those who claim to have witnessed a fufalette said it emitted a blue glow, a vengeful presence, and sometimes led swamp visitors off to parts unknown so that they could not find their way back. One famous fufalette story involves two men who saw one and decided to follow it and dig up the treasure it guarded. One man grew greedy and knocked his companion out to take the treasure for himself. Unfortunately, he suddenly began to sink along with the treasure and woke his friend up with his screaming. The other man ran off and later returned to find the, guard, the ground hardened and no trace of his friend. Man, they like to make up words like fifflet. I mean, I guess it's French. I'm probably saying it wrong. Fifflet, fifflet. Fifflet, probably. Yeah. Well, Cajun is French. Only French and Spanish. Uh, no, not necessarily. It's French and, uh, I forgot where they're supposed to be from. Like, why, like, why French is down in Louisiana? I can't remember. I don't know the history. But I need to I, learn. Thought, I, I was pretty sure it was French and Spanish, but I'm not sure. Well, there are a lot of Spanish-speaking people in Louisiana. Yeah. That's another, it's so weird, because, like, it's a very, like, there's three languages where we live. There's, like, French, Spanish, and English, and then, you know, and then Cajun's almost another language itself, because it's mixed, French and English mixed together. So, yeah. it's pretty neat, but, anyway. It'd be good to, like, learn those languages if we plan on staying here for a long time. Yeah. This is number four. The ghostly residents of Devil's Swamp go after cars. <laughs> okay. Okay, my phone froze on me. Dang it. Okay. The area known as Devil's Swamp near the town of Thibodeau. I do know how to say that correctly. <laughs> Allegedly contains some ghostly residents. Whether they were once people trying to cross the area's train tracks and a train hit them, or they're the spirits of enslaved people who perished in the surrounding plantations. Sorry, there's like an ad in my way. <laughs> Stories claim many paranormal happenings occur around that area. According to legends, people who park their cars on the train tracks will be targeted by ghosts that hit and rock the vehicle. Some witnesses said handprints appeared on the windows after they mysteriously fogged. Cars don't even have to intentionally park, since stories also claim vehicles stall once they reach the middle of the tracks. However, considering the area is currently a super fun site, it, and deemed extremely hazardous thanks to chemicals, the toxic sludge in the ground may be even scarier than the ghosts. Um, that is kind of weird to me because there's this, where I'm from, uh, there's something called Stucky's Bridge. Yeah. And that is the same legend. Like, they say if you stop on the train tracks near the bridge that uh, your car will be pushed to the other side of the tracks and when you go like look around it'll be the handprints of children because there was supposed to be a bus that got hit by a train 
and it's oh, it's great. It's giving me chills, like thinking about it. But I feel like I've heard that same kind of story like over and over. Like, yeah. you get moved off the train, and there's handprints. What if there is like a supernatural like war going on between spirits? Like, like good, like the bad spirits are like make your car stall, and then the good spirits are like, no, we have to help them like get off the tracks. Oh, maybe. I don't know, that's just a thought. I don't know. I've never been to Stuggy's Bridge. There's, a, to, there's uh, another legend of it, too. Like, that he, there was some guy that, like, found himself in the bridge or something. Like, I it's think that to be might be haunted. the one that I heard. But, uh, yeah. I can't even remember the name of the school now. Oh, that haunted school you went But, yeah, we went there. I went there twice, actually. I went with a group of friends from high school. And it was pretty fucking creepy. Like, I mean, I guess so it's just a bad vibe feeling all around, like there. I, yeah, it's like a weird vibe. There, it was like a school that, like, the gym burned down, or I want to say it was something like that. And, but I don't think anybody like died in it. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I wish I knew. I remember what the name of the school was. Oh, uh, but. Uh, I don't know, supposedly haunted. Yeah. I don't know, it's really weird, though, because, like, you go into the cafeteria, at least that's where we, like, broke in every time, because it was pretty easy to, like, I don't know, it was easy and hard, because, like, the peop- there's people that live, like, across from the school, so you kind of have to, like, be careful that, like, they don't see you or... Yeah. Anything, but because they live literally like across the street. Yeah. But uh, like I said, the most people I guess break in through like the cafeteria and then go into the school. But it's kind of like I mean I guess it's just graffiti and shit. But there's like pentagrams and shit on the walls and like. Like just trash and shit. You, there's like. That's well, like yeah, that's scary, but also that's just like people coming. Well, there yeah, like I said, it's like, it. but it's like you, there's also like mattresses from like, did it love like obviously, obviously like hobos and shit have lived in there. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like a weird vibe. It's like it gets kind of weirder, like the closer you get to the gym. Yeah. But, uh, like, we, like, the first time I went, we actually, like, got to, like, outside the gym before we chickened out and just left. And then the second time I went was my first, like, week at EC. We, uh, went with, like, a big group of people, <laughs> which was, like, weird because we're trying to sneak in and it was, like, 20 25 people trying to all sneak around that that place I don't know like a lot of them were like people that weren't from around here yeah like there were people from like Alabama Uh and I want to say Louisiana and stuff like there was there was people that were coming in from out of state that like mostly were going to it so I imagine somebody said something about it. Yeah. Like, we've been to this spooky place, and they're like, oh, like, take us there. Yeah, like, damn it, I wish I knew what the freaking school was called. But, 
So did anything weird happen when you were out there? I mean, it was just like, I don't know, the weirdest, like, scariest, I guess, part was just seeing, like, the mattresses and then, like, people had been, like, living in there. Because you thought, like, maybe somebody was Yeah, like, I didn't want, like, some crazy homeless person to come, like, axe murder me or something. Yeah.
Other stories claim satanic groups hung their targets from the trestle and might do so again, adding their souls to the ghostly beings allegedly haunting the area. I feel like any what did that have to do with people are like, oh, there's like satanic cults or whatever. Like any little dipshit can go draw a pentagram. Like it doesn't mean that there's sure. definitely a satanic cult. And I feel like satanic cults don't go around drawing spray paint pentagrams on shit. I mean, yeah. That's a teenager doing that. Sure, yeah. I mean, like like I was saying, there's pentagrams and shit all over, like in the cafeteria. Yeah. Place, but like. It was obviously, like, people had done it for whatever reason. Yeah, like, if, if you have, like, a straight-up satanic cult, they're probably, like, proper and shit. You know what I mean? Like, they have probably have, like, a proper meeting place. It's not like they just go out in the woods and, like... I mean, yeah, probably. They probably have, like, a real church that they actually, like, do this shit at or whatever. Yeah. And people are always like, oh, like, I saw a pentagram in the woods. There's cults out here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway. This one's called Medieval Medieval Werewolves called Rugaroo. Oh, that's what a Rugaroo is. What is it? A medieval werewolf. Uh, yeah. They take children and enforce Lent. See, more Catholic shit. Yes. Enforce Lent. Okay. Adopted from the French word for werewolf. Lutgaroo. Rougarou, that's how you say it. Rougarou, because it's like Lugaru. Rougarou. Grown the southeastern Louisiana bayous. They, these fearsome creatures resemble a wolf or dog, and according to French legend, legend, enjoy kidnapping children, terrorizing homes, and committing other vile acts. People who moved from France to America brought the story of this creature with them, and it became part of Cajun legend. That's just scary to me, because, like, werewolves have always been my, like, thing, or, like, I'm scared of, I don't know, like, uh, I read a, I heard a Reddit story about, like, this person, like, uh, hit a wolf, and they, like, were, like, gonna get out of the car to see if it was okay, and it got up and ran into the woods on its hind legs. Oh, yeah. And that... God, it just, like, it gives me chills down my spine saying it, because, like, maybe it probably wasn't a werewolf, because he called, like, somebody, and they were like, oh, it was probably injured is why it did that. But can you imagine the visual of that? And, like, how fucking scary that would look? I mean, if it couldn't use its front legs, how'd it, like, pick itself up? Yeah, oh, it's true. Maybe that's where the werewolf legend came from, though. Like, that happened and somebody saw it and was like, oh, it's like part man, part wolf. Maybe, I don't know. But that's freaky. <laughs> I don't know why werewolves scare me so bad. I guess it's just the idea of it being like a vicious thing, but it's like a man, so it's like stronger and it walks yeah. in its hind legs. I don't know. I don't know my dad used to scare us with like a werewolf. Yes. Oh, and I was so scared the first time I watched the fucking, um, the village yeah. of those werewolf things. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, what does it say? How about the Rougarou? Okay. Stories claim people turn into Rougarou due to a curse that can pass from person to person once blood is drawn. 
Although some locals believed Rougarou were real, others took advantage of the terrifying story to scare their neighbors, especially children. Parents sometimes told children a Rougarou would come and carry them off if they didn't behave or mind their elders. Religious people also used the idea of Rougarou to scare Catholics into observing Lent. Stories claimed those who failed to abstain from temptations or fast during Lent would turn into Rougarou themselves. According to stories, people can fend off Rougarou by placing 13 objects outside their home since the creatures can't count to 13 and become confused. <laughs> it's like one, because like 13 is kind of like a bad look, like satanic numbers. Like, no, because they can't count to 13 and they'll become confused. Yeah, that's so weird. It's so dumb. I guess it's like some was, of the children's story. Like. Yeah, I guess. I, uh, I was going to ask what Lent was, but... You, do you know? Yeah, it's like when they, when they like, oh, I'm giving up this for Lent. Yeah, whatever. yeah. And then they, we they just passed Lent. Lent is after Easter. Yeah. There's certain, like there's supposed to be, right? yeah, that, like, there's different ways of doing it. Like, some people just do Lent, like, they pick something to give up. Like, it might be something, I don't know, like, giving up your, getting off social media or something. But, like, the proper way to do it is, like, you actually restrict your diet extremely. Like, you only can eat certain things. It's like, it's like the Catholic version of, like, Ramadan, right? Basically, Yeah. At least I think I hope I'm not being culturally insensitive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, because I don't know what the certain things are, but I know, like, you can only eat, like, certain stuff. You're not supposed to have different kind of meats or something. Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but, yeah. So, <laughs> number seven. Alligator children, known as litich, flip over boats. Man, they got some weird shit, like, <laughs> I think you're supposed to get in the left lane here, man. Yeah, let's like it. Okay. According to Cajun folklore, the bayou creatures known as Leteach. I feel like I've seen that word before, and I don't know how you're supposed to say it correctly. Yeah. Leteach. I, mean, I feel like I read the name, the word. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's French, so... It Maybe. Okay, some stories claim Latish are spirits of babies who pass before being baptized. Similar to Lutens. Stories stemming from Native American legends say these creatures are actually human children who, for some reason, separated from their families and were raised by alligators in the swamp. Without human parents to teach the children ways of humans, Latish adapted to be more like alligators. Legends claim Latish live in the waters of the bayou and enjoy. Sorry, I clicked on that. And enjoy making mischief by flipping over the boats of those who pass by. That was really creepy, like. <laughs> so, okay. man, they're pretty much like. Oh, what is that fucking movie? Where the. The girl was like in the wild for 12 years or something. And then, 
I mean, I've never seen it, but I know the premise is like she was in the wild for 12 years or whatever. And then they found her, and like these people adopt her, and she says something about Mama. It's oh, oh be, it's called Mama. That's the name of the movie. Is it called Mama? I think so. But it's like a ghost or something. Like the, the ghost of her mother, is, or the demon ghost of her mother, like follows her around. I thought it was supposed to be something that like raised her, but... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it takes the form of her mama, but it's actually like a demon. Maybe, I don't remember. I've never seen the movie, but... I don't think I want to. That sounds too fucking scary for me. <laughs> okay. Giant water creatures like the Altamaha Altamaha may lurk below the swamps. Stories about the Altamaha, aka Alti, date back to at least the 1800s, mostly stemming from the folklore of Georgia and the lower Muscogee Creek tribe. I know how to say that correctly, Muscogee. I'm proud to be an Okie from Muscogee. According to legend, the body of the Altamaha resembles a sturgeon with a head like an alligator, with sharp teeth and large front flippers. Sturgeon's a fish, right? Yeah. Witnesses claimed it measured from 20 to 30 feet long, leading them to first assume the creature was a giant snake. People have been reporting the Altamaha sightings ever since. Some creature enthusiasts believe Altamaha may have traveled to Louisiana at some point and might be hanging out in the bayous. According to a vacationing family, an Altamaha-like creature paid them a visit while jet skiing in the southeastern part of the state. If that's not creepy enough, it's also possible a 50-foot-long alligator known as Dino Gator lurks in the bayou waters as well. Yeah, that's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> What's that I mean, they like, movie, Lake Placid? Yeah, Lake Placid. Well, that was like bigger than a 50-foot alligator, I think. Yeah, and it was also in Maine. It was also what? It was in Maine. Oh. Why was it in Maine? Why was it not in fucking Louisiana? Because it was supposedly like an alligator came from the like Atlantic Ocean. Into that lake somehow, but then it was like they can't do that because like the like water like the sea salt. Maybe it's supposed to be a crocodile, an alligator. I don't know. But it was like a saltwater crocodile or alligator or whatever it was. Like can't live in fresh water. But yeah, I don't know why it was. I just remember it eating that cow. Yeah. They pretty much did like Jurassic Park and Richard did like And I remember the end when they they have it on the truck bed. Yeah. That was always freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Dino Gator. Okay, skunk apes are the Bigfoots of the South. Told you. Although most reports of skunk apes come from Florida, these cousins to Bigfoot allegedly live all over the southern states, including Louisiana. 
As indicated by their name, skunk apes emit an offensive odor and are covered with brown fur and large ape-like feet. Witnesses claim these creatures average about six feet in height, sometimes have glowing red eyes, allegedly go after animals, and have reportedly never harmed a human. Local Louisiana skunk ape stories claim residents of Cotton Island in the central area have of the state found hair and tracks that may have come from a skunk ape. A man driving near Trout in 2000 allegedly hit a large furry creature that damaged his car, but it vanished after being struck. Skunk ape sightings supposedly go all the way back to the 1850s when a Louisiana newspaper article reported a tall, hairy, wild man in the area. I don't know, I, I feel like Bigfoot is like real. Just like why is it like Why there's so many stories? I mean there's like Yetis and then I guess skunk apes and then like like Bigfoot sightings have been all over the fucking place, like Yeah. It must be something if I mean I don't know, like modern day sightings could possibly be just well, like Well my thing is like Okay, we have all these shitty photographs. Everybody's got a nice ass phone. Why are there no good photographs? Sure. Uh, I mean, like I was, I was about to say like, like recent sightings within the last, um, like, ten years or something, are probably not really sightings, because it could just be any asshole in a ghillie suit or like a right. actual like. Bigfoot costume or something. Yeah. Something I don't That's know. the thing. Like, if you put somebody in a damn, like, Bigfoot costume and put them way off in the distance and, blur, you know, have a blurry-ass picture, you're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah, that's a fucking Bigfoot. But, like, nowadays, our, all, everybody's cell phone should take a pretty decent picture. So, it's like, well, I mean, you they, can't trick anybody like that anymore. I mean, apparently, on, like, the, the, at least on the iPhone 10s or whatever, at least in the commercials, they say you can shoot a fucking movie on them and stuff, so... I believe it. I mean, people shoot their YouTube videos on them all the time. True, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of my argument. Like, if it is real, I, I don't know. Like, but I, I mean, feel like they, a lot of them, like, the pictures were fake, like the old pictures. I don't know. But, like, they've been around since, like, the 1800s at least. Yeah. Like all the legends. What didn't we watch a found footage movie that where it was kind of like a Bigfoot thing? Oh uh, yeah, what is it called? Something about Bear Creek or something. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I can't remember. Like if you if anybody's into like found footage types uh, horror films, I think Amazon Prime has. They have a good, a good amount, amount of, of them. I'm not going to say they're all good, but there's yeah. a good amount. I'm into it more than you are. Yeah. I don't know why. I, like, I mean, they're interesting. But I mean, I like, I like a good found, or I like some I like, bad found footage. There was another but, good one we watched that was about, like, it turned out to be kind of like about aliens when they found that. Yeah, but now I can't remember any names to anything today. Oh man, what was it called? Ah, damn it. Something. Something incident, I think. 
was, that one was really cool because the dude had, uh, like, the way they, like, one of the dudes had a camera. It was actually his eye. Like, because yeah. he got in a wreck and uh, lost one of his eyes because, I mean, it was just damage. And so he, like, put a camera in his fake eye. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like, that was a good, cool way of, like, doing that, I thought. Shit, I can't remember. Something incident, I'm pretty sure, is what it was called. Well, that kind of makes the, that kind of like fixes the problem in found footage things where it's like, why were you filming that? I mean, yeah. Like, why were you filming that? They always try to be like, like, they always try to answer that in the movie. They'll be like, I'm just trying to document everything. Like, yeah, I don't remember why he, he put the camera in his eye. It's like some special thing. I don't really. It's like he made it. He was just like, oh, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, uh. But yeah, that was more like, it was it was a horror thing, but it was uh, really good. Like aliens. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Like, it didn't do what you thought, like. Expected. Yeah, expected it to do, which was really cool. Yeah, like that. Okay. Um, the elusive. Paralangua is half man, half alligator. I guess there's just a lot of like <laughs> alligator. Don't go out there and swamp. But I mean, I, that makes sense. Like that the, all the scary stories, because I mean, there literally are alligators in the swamp, and they will fucking eat you. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like it's like those like ghost kids that are like yeah. alligators and like yeah. part man, part alligator yeah. thing. So. It's just like all these scary legends, like don't go out there telling kids, like don't go out there and that's wrong. They gonna eat you. In the 1960s, Louisiana Bayou residents discovered they were neighbors with yet another strange creature. After people pulled a car out of a swamp in the Rapids Parish, Parish is like county. Counties, I guess, yeah. Um, they found something had devoured half of the driver's body. Suspicion immediately turned towards an unknown swamp creature, and rumors circulated about a half-man, half-alligator monster roaming the area. Why not just a full-ass alligator? Just an alligator, okay. They probably only ate half of him, because, like, he's probably full after Uh a half or something. I mean, yeah. Okay. Locals named the creature the Parlangua, and according to stories, it soon made its way across the state. Fishermen and trappers claimed to see it hanging out in the southern part of Louisiana, and farmers blamed the creature for going after their livestock. What the difference is between a regular alligator causing chaos and eating cows, and a man-shaped alligator doing the same isn't clear, but it's still pretty terrifying. I <laughs> yeah, it's like... Walking, I've just been I mean, because like ca- alligators will come up on the bank and eat cows too. Yeah. yeah I guess it's just like to make a scary yeah, story, I, I guess. guess. Like, it just caught traction. Yeah. The Louisiana is a. The Louisiana Wookiee is a yellow eyed swamp monster. In 1963, Harlan Ford became the first person to spot the creature that came to be known as the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Ford, a hunting buddy, Ford and a hunting buddy 
encountered the tall, hairy beast in a swamp as it stood over the boar carcass, over a boar carcass. They also noted large footprints around the area that featured three webbed toes with claws. Sightings of the alleged relative to Bigfoot continued to pop up and people gave the beast the nickname Louisiana Wookiee, thanks to its resemblance of the famous Star Wars character. According to one story that tried to explain the creature's existence, a group of chimpanzees escaped from the circus after it wrecked the circus train after it wrecked and bred with alligators to create an entirely new species. Considering witnesses have claimed the creature emitted a horrible odor, it's possible they mistook a skunk ape for the Honey Island Swamp Monster. <laughs> I just like that it's like they were, they were called Wookiees instead of like as you would think yeah. like some like backwoods idiot with his arms like that's Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually called a Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs>
the werewolves don't really like surprise me just because anywhere there's like lots of woods there's like werewolf creatures like you know there's stories of werewolf creature things yeah. but I'm looking at the R.L. Stein book to kill a monster. I think that was it. I'm not 100%. I feel like I missed the cover. Is that not like the first book? It might not be. I don't know. How I feel like know I've seen which book one. it is. Do they not have numbers? Yeah. But it like, I don't know how to find out like, what number this book is. I want to read just like, oh, that would be cool. Podcast like reading Carl Stein. Because they're not usually, I don't know, they're kind of long. Yeah, the only thing with that is like, I don't know about copyright stuff. Um, wait, I want to read the synopsis. Pull it up. Goosebumps number 46. Gretchen and Clark are staying with their grandparents, and they're not alone. They've got to kill the swamp monster who lives in the locked room upstairs before he eats them out of house and home. That's it. Wait, somebody else left one. Step one, run. Step two, run faster. Gretchen and Clark think they're staying with their grandparents in the middle of their swamp. Is a real drag. Their grandparents are weird. Okay, so I guess their grandparents are there. I got that one wrong. Their grandparents are weird and not very much fun, but they, when they keep hearing noises from the room upstairs, something tells them they're not alone in this house. Curiosity killed the cat. Somebody left like an excerpt. I stared up into his hideous face and gasped. His eyes were deep, dark pools with tiny worms swimming in them. Ew, nasty. Okay, and then this is like a review. <laughs> Wait, I got like it's a good review. If I want to read it. Okay, this is a little different from regular Goosebumps books. The monster shows up early, about 55% of the way through the novel. Gretchen and her stepbrother Clark, I think this is the second Goosebumps 
where they are divorced parents are being unceremoniously dropped off at their grandma and grandpa's house. They are shocked to find that their grandparents live into an honest-to-God mansion, a huge stone mansion in the swamps of Louisiana. There's no phone, no television, and no car. Grandpa's deaf, and Grandma loves to cook a lot. So much that it's as if she was cooking for 50 people instead of just four. Why does she cook so much food? Honestly, the grandparents in here are horrible people. Horrible. For one thing, they're hoarders. They tell the kids, you can explore the house anywhere in the house is fair game except that one locked room. Okay. The kids find rooms packed with 50 years worth of newspapers. In another room, they find stacks and stacks of old magazines, and the house appears to be infested with some serious cockroaches. Another room is filled with tons of rusty and broken toys. So, already not good. Then the kids decide to play hide-and-seek, and while looking for Clark, Gretchen nearly plunges to her death on a staircase that has rotted through. Great, a stellar child care there. Just let your grandchildren run around in your junk-filled, rotting floor house. Brilliant. Then the kids open the locked room. Of course they do. Only to find a huge kind of gorilla alligator monster inside. Now the monster's loose and the kids and dog, golden retriever named Charlie, are running through the house for their lives. The grandparents are nowhere to be found. The kids see the grandparents pulling out of the driveway, leaving their grandchildren to their fates. That's why I thought that their grandparents weren't there because they, yeah. they leave them. Not to mention the grandparents have nailed all the windows and doors shut, trapping the children inside the house. Wow, that's really cold. <laughs> the kids then find two letters taped to the fridge, basically saying, Bye, off to get help. Wow, thanks, Grandma. The rest of the book is the kids battling the monster, which is pretty exciting. My favorite part is when they doctor Grandma's pie with turpentine, drain cleaner, and rat poisoning and ammonia. TLDR. The twist ending is a bit lame, but overall this book was pretty exciting and fast-paced. Definitely these grandparents win the worst grandparents in the history award. I love how their whole review is written by these grandparents are dicks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the twist ending is. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Fuck, I don't remember. I kind of remember reading it. Because I kind of remember the pie thing. Like, I, I, but, love, I fucking love Goosebumps. Like, I want to read them again. Yeah, Goosebumps, was, Goosebumps was, like, the no-sleep podcast for babies. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I remember I used to get Goosebumps books, like, all the time. Because there was, like, a, a bookstore in, uh, in the town, like, pretty close to the, like, one of the bigger towns close to where we lived. And, uh, like, it was like a pawn shop, but it was also had books. And they had, like, a, I don't know, it was like, they had, like, a weird, like, library type, like, transaction thing. Yeah. Or it was like you were kind of renting the book. But I remember I used to read a lot of the, or the Goosebumps books. I used to, and then when I got older, I read a lot of the uh, 
Fear Street books um, are really the good. The first Goosebumps book is called Welcome to Dead House. I knew it was like about like a big house. Yeah. But the Fear Street books are pretty good. Fear Street? Yeah. What is, what is that like? I mean, it was an RL side thing. Oh, okay. It was, it was, I mean, it was centered around, like, this street called Fear Street. Yeah. It was, like, named after these people that, like, found the town that they were in or something. Because mm-hmm. there was, like, I want to say there was a few that were, like, modern day, but then he did go into, like, there was, like, a spin-off series type thing. That was like about the history. I blame him for like me being interested in horror from a young age. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. The the betrayal. The Fear Street Saga trilogy one. Yes, I think that like that was like the history, like part of it. Yeah. Like it went into like a lot of like the history of behind a town and. Like the fear family. Oh my god. This one's called Why I'm Afraid of Bees. And the picture on the cover is a little boy. Like his face is in a bee. Like like he's a bee. I feel like I read that one too. I don't remember. Oh my god. This one's scary as fuck. It's just like a skeleton head coming out of the water. It's like the curse of Camp Cold Lake. I feel like I read that one. There were a lot of like choose your own adventure ones. Oh really? Two that that. I remember like reading that were interesting. But uh So is the wrong number like I mean sorry, is like Fear Street like more of an older kind of book? Like it's not for kids. Yeah. I I I see this one and it's like two girls like sitting on a bed, they're like scared. I don't know, it looks like they're teenagers. Yeah, I mean I think it's supposed to kind of be more young. I because I feel like I read them. In middle school, like they were in our lot, like the middle school library. That the whole like book that I was just been describing to you, the like how to kill a monster. Like the way I got that was my teacher had her own little library for us, my middle school English teacher, mm-hmm. and it was hers was kind of like you didn't have to check them out, but like you know you're supposed to bring them back. Yeah, we had a teacher in fifth grade that kind of. I took straight that up out. took that, and like I did. The reason I didn't give it back was because I tore it up and I didn't. Yeah, I have a couple that I like, felt guilty about it. I just straight up like, stole. Yeah, I was like, oh, I hope she forgets that I got this book. Yeah, I feel like I like, especially in fifth grade, there are a few that I straight up just stole. Because yeah. like I fucked them up or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I still have it. Like I'm pretty sure I, I packed it like when we moved. Because the one that was called like Witch Witch, like Witch like. Which thing? Yeah. Which? Yeah. It was like, kind of like a weird. I was gonna say Hunger Games, but not that like brutal. But it was like yeah. a like these witches were doing this competition to like marry this warlock dude or something. Huh, weird. But uh. I remember reading some book for like a book report, and it was about four witch girls. And I really don't remember, like, what the fuck it was about, but I just, like, they were teens, they were tweens, and they were witches, and it was, like, their little drama story, I don't know. Mm. It was pretty 
But yeah, I think that's uh that's all we got for 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 today. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed listening. Um, we do still have our streams going on. Like um, Life is Strange one and two. Yeah. So um, on Tuesdays we play Life is Strange two. I think we've been doing it on Mondays. Um, well, yeah. Um, I don't we we're playing a bunch of stuff kind of on different days. We're doing Undertale, uh, both Life is Strange games. I think that's it actually. But so uh, follow us on Twitch if you want. Yeah, we're DNT streams on Twitch and uh, DNT Podcast on Twitter and Gaming with DNT on YouTube. We haven't... <laughs> I've really just been putting, like, stream episodes up of, like, games I feel like are interesting. Um, I'll have, like, actual stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, we're in Louisiana. Um, like, actual, like, series and series that I've started several years ago and didn't finish. Like, I'm almost through with Evil Within. I just gotta record a few more parts and upload them. I've also just been, like, backlogging stuff so that I will, like, I'll always have something to upload. But, uh, and, like, putting, doing the stream episodes, uh, kind of helps with that, but, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing with the YouTube, um, I don't know, probably eventually, if I, if they work, uh, we'll have some of those old PC games that I got, but, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, oh, also Ko-Fi, we do have a Ko-Fi, if you guys want to, uh, support what we do um so it's not it's sort of like um patreon Patreon, but you really you just kind of uh donate like three dollars and you can like you don't have to pay each time you just donate whatever you want well no i think because i don't have that there is a a, if we do if we had the gold we would be able to do that but i think but just like the standard thing it's three dollars Okay. And it's like you're buying us a coffee. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, if you guys want to do that, uh, the Ko-Fi is Ko-Fi, co-fi.com backslash uh, DNT, uh, DNT pod. But, yeah, thank you guys again for uh, listening, and we'll see you in the next one.